Due to the ignorance of our host, parental discretion is advised. Welcome back to the other side of the Beehive. I'm your host, Angel, and I'm here with Justin. He's white. I'm brown. That's right. We had a TV show. We would be the modern version of Chips. We would, wouldn't we? Yeah. You would be... Uh, with a lot cooler bikes. I know Eric Stroud. I couldn't tell you what the white guy's name I was. Nobody cared about the white guy, did they? <laughs> I don't think he did anything else besides no, that. No, I think that's it, too. <laughs> anyway, uh, we have two fantastic guests with us tonight. Today. That's special fantastic. Yeah. And they're related to you, mm-hmm. which I can't wait to find out. I know I'm a little hesitant about this. <laughs> it's like, cut it. Bash, ju- cancel it. bash Justin episode. <laughs> anyway, just, just It's all uh, family issues with <laughs> Justin Simmons. <laughs> Dirty laundry. <laughs> Dirty laundry. <laughs> anyway, Justin, take it away. So we have uh, my mother was yeah. gracious enough to join us and my wonderful aunt. Let's give a, a hand for Dana yeah. and Melinda. Awesome. Now, before you say anything, this goes all around the world. Yeah. I'm, I'm not even joking. We have hits from... We have we? Uh, Japan, Indonesia, South Africa, London, uh, Canada, Australia. Los Angeles. Los Angeles. That's a different country. <laughs> yeah. All over the place. So just remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Breath mint. <laughs> Say hi. Hello. Hello. How you guys doing? We're great. How are you? How are you? Did you, did you just get triggered because I said guys, not girls? Say what? Did you just get triggered because I said guys and not girls? No. Tr- triggered. We, we weren't listening. Usually <laughs> 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 what awesome. happens when a guy speaks, right? Nobody listens. How are you, no, ladies? Good. Thank you so much for doing this. Well, thank you for inviting us to the um, scary part of town. Yeah, right. I told you, turn down Skid Row. So as we were driving down what I call Skid Row, there's a cop right in front of me, <laughs> right in front of me, UHP officer, and I see a, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to pass judgment. <laughs> I see a gentleman, probably doesn't have a home. As the cop goes by, he goes, boom, right to the cop. <laughs> Like Flip he had off. no cares. <laughs> the cop just looked over and just kept going. He's like, I'm going to waste my time. <laughs> Mom, can we swear in this episode? Well, I did bring my swear jar because I do need some gas to get back to California. <laughs> so, please. Oh, you drove? Of course I drove. Yeah, wow. That's a lot of dedication. It's like, uh, what, nine hours? It takes me eight. Oh. If I only stop once to go potty and fuel. She rolls in the mini. The Cooper oh. S. Oh. My daughter, stepdaughter, just came over yesterday. And he's like, you guys want to see my car? Oh, she I'm got like, a car, yeah, huh? Yeah, so, well, she, she's had one, but we're like, yeah, sure. <laughs> right as we're walking out, out the uh, driveway, she's like, it's 2019. We're like, oh, baller, huh? Okay. Well, I guess you're living better than all of us. <laughs> well, so, when so that's your only bill. <laughs> <laughs> no, she has a... She has a Dope ass apartment, dude. Oh, does she? And she's just living, just living life. Good for her. Yeah. Single, lives with the brother. 
Congratulations. Speaking of highway patrol, you were cops and everything. I yeah. I came in last night. I was telling you this, and I parked right here by the K-Rail, and I got a ticket. And my thing is, everybody that's parked over here is because of the bars that are around the corner. Right. Right? I park over here because I have to come to my studio and do this. So I have to take a spot that I found. Right. And then I get the ticket. Right. When I can be here, I... Was the inside gate completely full? Mm, there's a lot of trailers there, though. They're not today, which I looked. I'm like, well, I could have done that. Everything, dude. Just around the corner, everything. Right. It's so annoying. And I I saw the ticket on the freeway. So before I lose it... (laughs) You had to pull over? (laughs) Not pay it. I had to pull over. You didn't just reach your hand out? No, I I didn't get out. I just opened the door and I reached Uh, reached to the windshield. You should have just done that driving. 56 bucks. (laughs) And if I don't pay it on the ninth uh, of it next month, doubles, it's seventy dollars. Yeah. Wow! And I, like, I, uh, how, what is the word I'm looking for? Like, I'm supposed to be here. Like, this is where I work. Why don't you go plead your case? Yeah, I was gonna say, why don't you just speed up? Really? Yeah. Yeah. I would go in and fight it. Take pictures. Yeah. Does it say no parking there? It says it's. It just says no. <laughs> it's just the K rail with the little stickers. Yeah, and then uh, so what was the reason on the ticket? Did uh, it? it says blocking blocking the intersection. It says it's not intersection. It's just a you mean the right turn. You mean the turn? Yeah, the, the dog leg. <laughs> it makes you turn. <laughs> yeah. You need to take pictures. Yeah, you need to, to speed it for sure. Don't take it laying down. I mean seriously. He likes it laying down. I like it laying down. <laughs> it's the only way I get it. <laughs> you need to fight the man. Anyway, uh, so you live here. I do. And you live in California, like we just said. I live in Truckee. Why California? She's mm. a liberal. Because what? Said <laughs> 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 because she's a liberal. <laughs> well, I'm just kidding. Well, actually, I was originally, I was born in uh, the Bay Area, East Bay. <laughs> and so I've got family. My dad's there. and I got family. And so it's kind of a nice middle point. Coming let's, back and forth. Let's be real. If anybody knows Truckee, <laughs> she's tossing $100 bills out the door. Oh. This is, that's like Park City of California. Oh, really? Wow. Do, do you know where Squaw Valley Ski Resort is? No. Uh, she's a rock throw away. Of course I don't. Okay. So <laughs> that's, I work, that's my second job. Tahoe? You know where Tahoe is? Tahoe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right there. Oh. So we say we live where people vacation. Yeah. How would it be? I rode my bike around Lake Tahoe. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty nice, huh? It's pretty, it's I love beautiful. that place. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, is it's your husband's from there, or he's from here too? Well, he's originally from the Bay Area too. Yeah. Um, we met when he was in Nevada, and then he retired, and we just decided to go back to where he loved, which was uh, Truckee, because he skis and well, he's really good skier so we spend a lot of time on the hill there and we play it's a ski bum oh yeah yeah he tells me stories about not having a place to live living under porches just for a place to stay so he could ski there all season really yeah Yeah. he's hardcore yeah he uh he had peter pan complex until he was 40 yeah (laughs) one one of the one of the guys that that uh, one of my friends uh 
I used to, again, I used, I used, that should be a drinking game. I used to be in a band with him. <laughs> uh, he, be, he became a, a sound engineer and a video, uh, videographer, and he came here as a ski bomb. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, I just came here because yeah. I just had a, a really shitty apartment, and I, all I did was ski every day. And, that, and, he, and then he just made a living here, so right. that's pretty yeah. cool. So you work at a school? I do. Will you... Oh, I do. We'll we get to do. you. Hopefully. We're gonna get you. <laughs> so I work at a school. I work at the school district office in their technology department. And then in the winter time, I work a couple of weekends you guys a get month off. at the. Uh, no, I work year round. Okay. And a couple of weekends a month, I work at the ski resort, Squaw Valley Ski Resort. Right. As a mountain host, I make sure you have a great time. I'm a yellow jacket with a smile. So do you just? Not quite ski patrol. No. So part of the day we spend down at the village getting... Drunk. Helping get... <laughs> well, we try to do that after. <laughs> um, so just make sure everybody knows where they're going if they have questions. And then the other half of the day we spend up on the hill with the radio helping people who are lost, don't know how to put their skis back on, or if there's an accident, we'll call ski patrol or, or dispatch to get them help. Wow. Sounds like a pretty sweet job. Uh. It's killer. They pay me to ski. You do look like a teacher, though. Oh no, I don't teach, but she does. This is the teacher. Well, you just say you work at the school. Oh, but you're not. You just no. work at the school. I work at the district office. That's true. Okay, yeah. my bad. Um, what do you um, what do you do? Let me let me ask you something. As a as a as a person with uh, uh, let's just say a retired husband or whatever. What do you guys, and no kids around, obviously, right? There's no younger kids. No, we have a golden retriever. Okay, so no kids around. Okay, so no kids <laughs> around. <laughs> <laughs> you can, can, you, <laughs> can no, you put the kids in the kennel when you're gone? <laughs> okay, well, there's I no d- kids around. <laughs> I did you. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> we got a golden retriever. Hey, he's my co-host. Don't tell him. <laughs> What what do you guys do? Uh, what is your activities? What do you guys, if you guys had like a weekend off, what do you what do you guys do? So living in Tahoe, we have activities year round. If we're not skiing, then in the summertime we hike. There's, I mean, we hike all the time. Um, we windsurf. Actually, my husband does that more. I'm still trying to learn. Um, there's just it's just. It's a white put it's a white people sport. It, it's it's the hardest <laughs> it's, <a laughs> it's the hardest sport I've ever tried to learn. It's it, like you got paddle a board with a sail. With a sail. Yeah. Oh, it's, okay. It's yeah. it's hardcore hard. Jesus, that is that is pretty white. <laughs> yeah. See, and my thing with it is you go out there with the wind. How the hell do you get back? The wind doesn't change because you want to come back. Yeah. Therein lies the problem. Yeah. See? And why I am still learning. <laughs> and if you can't water start, which means you can get your sail up out there with wind from being in the water, then you have to uphaul, which means you have to be able to stand on the board balance and pull your sail up. Not so, so easy. I've done, really this, I've done this one time <laughs> with the neighbors out on the Great Salt Lake. <laughs> And the problem is, is when the cell goes in the ground, yeah, into the water, the water comes in the cell. Yes. This thing's as big as this oh, room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so big. to pull that damn thing up, you got to have some huevos, right? Yeah, and okay. balance because you don't want to fall off the board while you're trying to pull it up. Especially in the Great Salt Lake, Dude, for God's that, sake. That, that is that is true. The the uh, you basically go in wherever the wind goes. 
Well, is, well is that, you mean, have to have a concept of sailing, which I don't, but my husband does. So y- you tack. You know, you have to go. Th- there's ways to to tack and to get backups. Like, because what about the other one? The one, the one that you what? <laughs> Start. Come pick me up on the other side. That's all. Because <laughs> what about the other one? The one with the with the, with the, uh, the parachute. Yeah, but a boat hauls you around on that one, right? No, when you surf with with the uh, parachute. Oh, you're talking, uh, yeah, kite sailing. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I, that. I only know the one you go behind the boat. No, I've done that. Yeah, it has a little. It has a. W- do Amy and I did that in Mexico. Yeah. Did I tell you that story? I think so. Where it was. We, well, we took. So they took. It's 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 a it's a, a long rope. Right. So you're like way up there, but it didn't dawn on my wife until we were like all the way up that the string that is holding both of our fat asses is like this big <laughs> it's like cable size <laughs> and then she started freaking out <laughs> once you're up there already <laughs> there's <laughs> nothing you can do feet in the air <laughs> if not more and it, she just didn't have a good time after that but hmm. but yeah so if you do that how do you turn around that's the thing yeah i don't know I'm a beach kid. I should know these things, but you tack. You, you it, it. Google, Google it. I'll be tapping. That's what I'll be doing. I mean, like, you need to come pick me up. <laughs> Not me, <Yeah>. waiter. <laughs> waiter. <laughs> if I don't sink with my phone in my pocket too. <laughs> <laughs> um. <clears throat> so what about you? You live uh, here in Utah. I do. You married. You have. I'm divorced. Divorced. You have kids. I do. I have three girls. These are your. Yeah, cousins. my cousins, yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Justin told me, he says, hey, my mom's going to do the show, and my cool aunt's going to do the show. Oh, I love <laughs> Justin. <laughs> He's a good boy. Right? Yeah. He's like, you love, you love my aunt, so I do. Oh, I love you, too. So you're the teacher. Yes, I'm the teacher. And where do you teach at? I teach at Sand Springs Elementary. Mm, that's too young for me. <laughs> what What grade? Sixth. See, it's the oldest kids in the elementary. Oh. Yeah. <coughs> There's the, the ones kids, the ones going through puberty, <laughs> starting puberty, <laughs> That's right? Great. Yeah, so awesome. they're all covering zits. So they're right? zits, and the kids are. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Dude, I remember when I was that age, my throbbing boners. I would have to pet tuck in my belt buckles all through class, and it was just so uncomfortable. <laughs> what school did you go to? And what Syracuse, was she talking about? It Syracuse <laughs> Elementary. <laughs> Syracuse Elementary. That's right. With all the kids have boners. Yeah. <laughs> Where they teach <laughs> they you to have one, I guess. Because <laughs> that's the time when g- girls started to develop. Yeah. And I didn't know what boobs were until about that time. Dude, I had a girlfriend. Now that you say that. <laughs> With the... Cha-chas? Biggest boobs? Yes. And we were in elementary school. Well, but <laughs> And... Everybody was like, is that really your girlfriend? I'm like, yeah, dude. And she was like one of those girls that, like in a higher class per se, you know? Like I was like a little thug with all my thug buddies. Yeah. And she was more of a classic girl. Yeah. You know what I mean? But she was, she had gigantic boobs. Were they built for speed? They were, no. What? <laughs> You're young, dude. They're obviously built well, for I mean. comfort. You're not <laughs> touching those puppies. You're like in your... <laughs> <laughs> in your teens. But um, I remember I started hanging out with her, and I said, hey, you want to be my girlfriend? Goes, yeah. <laughs> and I turned around, and I told all my buddies, so you see that girl right there? 
It's my girlfriend. <laughs> and at, at, that, at that age, all you see is boobs. Like, who cares how much she looks like? <laughs> right. Dude, really? Your girlfriend? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> it lasted for like a week. <laughs> but she found out you told was, everybody. No, <laughs> you know this what? is my this girlfriend. This is so stupid. This is how kids we were. Because I, I got into a fight with someone, an argument with somebody. And right as I was arguing with them and pushing each other, she was calling me. She's like, Angel, Angel. And I just kept arguing. And so by the time that kid and I were like, yeah, whatever, screw you. And then I turned around and and she was like, well, you never listened to me. So we're done. Like, God damn it. <laughs> Seems like not much has changed. my model. <laughs> <laughs> now no one's going to respect me. <laughs> How long have you been a teacher? Um, this is my seventh year. Wow. Do you like it? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's a good job. Yeah. Yeah, I always wanted to be a school teacher, so it just took me a long time to get there. Plus, you have the best schedule in the world. No, I really don't. I work at a year-round school. Oh, that sucks. I was going to say, summer off. Yeah. Summer off, but... Yeah, and I'm going to tell you that even though people say that, that there's a lot of nights that, like, I take stuff home or I'm at school until 6, 6.30, sometimes 7 o'clock at night grading papers or trying to prepare lessons or... Whatever, so I put in a ton oh. of hours. Is there such thing as essays at that age? Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, vatos and locos. Yeah, essay. Yeah, <laughs> those. There's lots of those. Like homies and stuff. This is Utah, man. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> duh. <laughs> you teach all my cousins. <laughs> <laughs> but um, okay. So here's the question. Okay. You have to read every single one of those. Yes, I do. And how many kids you have? Um, I have 29. Holy shit. And that's really actually a low year because last year I had 35. I had 35 She's students. Fine. <laughs> She's fine. I can hear her just fine. Yeah, don't touch the back of my head. Okay, so so you do so so is that everywhere? Like if you were a teacher at a college or whatever, you still have to go through every single one of those? I don't know what other teachers do. I know that there's some teachers that will just read a portion of it or kind of skim through it. But I I always say to my students, if you think enough to write it, then I think enough to read it. So I read everything they write. Damn, you're basically, <laughs> basically reading the same thing 29 times. Actually, no. You'd be surprised. Really? Yeah. I mean, we do a lot of, like, having to cite evidence and stuff with whatever they've read, but they usually have a lot of their own thoughts and how they connect things, and so it's, yeah, it's let interesting. Me, let me ask you this. You remember when you were in sixth grade, right? I do. The lessons and teachings then to now... Are they like way higher or lower compared to what you were learning then, um, to what you're teaching now? They're just, a, they're a lot different in how they, especially math. Like how they teach math is completely different. Because my eight-year-old that's in third grade, <clears throat> she's forced to read shit that I have to sound out. <laughs> she asked me what this word is. Well, I don't know. <laughs> right. Oh, Plophomoly. I'll have to type it in and ask Google to tell me what it is, but I don't ever remember third grade being that hard. Well, you know what? They teach kids to read differently than, like, we learned. I mean, it's just a lot of it was like phonics, but now it's just it's different. And so the kids do read at a higher level now, and they really push reading. And I don't remember reading being pushed as right. hard as it is now, but, like, my kids read a ton. I make my kids read a ton. Yeah, because that's the one our kids that... <clears throat> my little one struggles with is the reading but I see why and the things that she has to read and the questions in the homework packets I'm like I don't know I have no idea now the math I can figure that out I'm yeah. pretty savvy at math but the the reading blows me away on 
the level that these kids have to read at mm. at just at third grade. Yeah, I'll tell you, I just went to a training, which was really cool, and they were talking about reading and writing and all of that, and the the trainer was saying that our brains aren't even wired to be able to read, that, that the fact that we can read is, like, phenomenal. So that's why they really push that on kids. And so I always tell my students, if they love to read and they hate math, that if you can read, math should be a breeze for you because right. language arts is so varied in how people see it and stuff and not, you know. Right. Wow. Um, is it is the same system that that here, the one uh, like for example back home is it's said that elementary school elementary <coughs> sorry elementary is six years elementary school yes. for us. Oh, same same here. Yeah. Okay. So it's said that in first grade you learn, and then in second grade you kind of go through everything you learn in the first grade, and so the third grade is new stuff, and then the fourth grade is you basically go through what you learn in third grade is that is that kind of what it is yeah the first few grades that you're learning it's really kind of just repetitive stuff mm -hmm. over and over but by the time you get to the third grade it starts to connect and you start to really understand what it is you're learning and there's a purpose in your learning versus mm -hmm. you just repetition over and over what letters are what words are and stuff like that okay hmm. i've always i've always been i've always been told that and i just obviously as you're learning you're like well we you're just learning new stuff. Right. But you're just repeating what. That's why fifth grade, it's what a lot of people fail because it's like the highest level and the highest learning per se. Mm. I mean, I fail. I had, I had to do it twice. You did? Yeah. You're a liar. I did. Why? You, you did? Yeah. They don't. Wow. Really? Yeah. Where did you go to school? Here? No. Mexico. Okay. Yeah. Explain where you went to school. Yeah. I went to Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so I, I got to all the way to fifth grade, and then I had to do it twice. Which I'm going to tell you, I agree with that. And being a teacher, that with the whole no child left behind, mm -hmm. they honestly don't, they pass kids that mm -hmm. really would benefit from maybe staying back a year, even though they say with statistics that it's not a good thing. But I just, I think that there's kids that are sometimes passed. And I also think that it would motivate kids mm -hmm to work harder and be more motivated to pass and do your stuff instead of like, yeah, they're going to pass me anyway. So, so there's, there's no, they don't do the same thing here. They do not. It is very, very So rare. the smartest kid and the dumbest kid, and I can say that cause I don't have kids on my own. So the dumbest kid still goes through. Yes. Oh, see, we don't have anything to worry about, hon. We'll be fine. <laughs> we are tripping out about our kids being Why held back. Why are we back. taking him to private school? Why are we taking him to private school yeah. for it? <laughs> <laughs> so really, huh? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I thought it was just, it was just dude, back home, if, if you don't make it, I'm like, well, you're doing oh. it again. That's what they told my mom, too, because the same thing happened to me in uh, – Middle, was it middle school? God damn, how many times did you have to redo school? <laughs> <laughs> Shit, dude. <laughs> I'm not smart, dude. I, we settled this from the beginning. <laughs> Is it middle school? <clears throat> After yeah. elementary? Yeah. Yeah. I got to a, a spot and I had to do it again. <laughs> so, anyway. How old are you? <laughs> <laughs> 53. <laughs> I was smoking right next to my <laughs> <laughs> Put the smoke out. Go back into third grade. He's <laughs> like, your mom let you drink? I'm like, I'm 27, kids. Shut up. <laughs> um, is it okay if I call your mom? I prefer it. Okay. Mom, can you tell me a 
an embarrassing story about God damn Justin. it. It has to happen. There is no embarrassing stories. Did you haven't told us? No. <laughs> you know, I'm going to need my sister to come in on this one. Oh. All right. Yeah. What do you, you got? You start. So um, when Justin was probably, I don't know, maybe two. Oh, see, that's, that's two. That's, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. While you ate your shit, it's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> He's so cute. He used to do this thing called Little Old Man, Little Old Man. We'd say, Little Old Man, Little Old Man. And he'd go, it was so cute, huh? <laughs> I still do that now. <laughs> but now I can't get rid of the face. <laughs> I go to the cash register. They're all that's four seventy five. Only have three seventy five. Like, they're just like, I don't worry about it. Go ahead. Actually, he started doing that at about three months, so we really did think he was advanced. Yeah. Well, if I didn't get dropped on my head in the shopping cart as okay, a small so child, that, so. You know, okay. Okay. In my defense, seriously, they made me bag my own groceries, Justin. I thought you were secure in the in the <laughs> cart. You decided to bow your back, and it was the it was it was one of the worst days of my life. I thought I, I Wait, thought, what first of all that I broke. I fell out of a shopping cart. Yeah, oh, no. how old was I? Um, you were about mm, maybe four months, yeah. five months old. Four months old? He no, was he tiny. Was, he's be bigger than that. No, because <laughs> he was still laying in the basket, and that's why he was there. Is because he was he, I could lay him in. Dude, you're the, invincible. The cart. Yeah. Four months? <laughs> yeah, and so I rushed him to uh, his dad's work. and Instead of going to the hospital, let's go to dad's work. <laughs> well, you were problem. crying. You were crying. So, um, well, that was brain damage. <laughs> I have CTE now. But now nah, let's skip the hospital. We don't have time for that shit. <laughs> let's go to the appliance take, repair guy. <laughs> to, He'll know how to, to fix it. Let's take it to his father, have him look at it. Is there something you can do to fix him? <laughs> So Turn it upside down. <laughs> it seems fine. Like reset it. <laughs> okay. So parenting was something we were all learning at that point in time. You turned out fine. Mm. You turned out fine. <laughs> um, how old were you at that time? When I had you? At that time. I was 18. I just, just Could you imagine 18. having a kid at 18 years old? My mom had me yeah, somewhere around the same age. You know? yeah. My mom was 19. She already, I but was you know what? Born. He was the best thing that <laughs> happened, and I was probably most happiest. Well, he's the best thing that happened to me because of this. He's amazing. <laughs> we love him. <laughs> yes, he is. All except for that time in, uh, what were you, 15 when you yes, decided you yes. wanted to go Let's skiing? And yeah, I, I remember said, that. no, you need to go to school. And honestly, I you know what? The, the Mormons back to being two. The Mormons next door. They didn't make their kid go to school that day. They said, oh, you're fine. Go ahead and skip school. Go skiing. Well, Here I got somebody that lives on the dam, right? I said, didn't live no, there then. You can't go to school that one day. So I lost my shit. I remember that day. And? But you really needed to be there, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> you lost your shit then? What, but you still went to school? No. I Yeah, I had to go to school. Oh, you did? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We had to have the carpet replaced. He threw such a fit. Honestly, he... He chewed up the carpet. He went nuts. I didn't chew up the carpet. You shit on the carpet. What'd you do? What did he do? No, no. I'm, that's an exaggeration. But oh. he really honestly did. He totally pitched a fit. I don't think <clears throat> I I have before or since then seen such a fit. Pull that right in front. Like, put your... There, there, you, there go. you go. Oh, nice. There go. Ah. <laughs> um, what was I going to ask you? We started talking about Justin again. I don't know, but we got another one here. Hold on. Oh, yeah, yeah go ahead. We have all the time in the world. So um, he did throw another pit fit another time. But um, 
I was living with them, and he was probably about 14. And I'm up in my bedroom, and all of a sudden, I hear this screaming at the top of his lungs. And I thought that he was being murdered or that somebody had broken <laughs> into the house. So I didn't have my clothes on, so I hurried up and grabbed my robe and just about fell down the stairs. And there he was screaming at the top of his lungs and I said what's wrong what's wrong and this thing had fallen down on his shin and tinily just a tiny bit of a scrape had scraped his shin and he was I thought we were gonna have to call 911 it was so bad well I didn't have a lot of meat on my legs I still don't (laughs) (coughs) so there's a lot of nerves there's a lot of nerves in the shin but No, the wife next to me can attest to that. <laughs> so like, yeah, by the way, I just I, I just thought about that. Your wife is here and we haven't even like we haven't mentioned her or anything. Sorry, Brindy. I'm I'm a puss. Yeah? Yeah. Especially if I get sick or I'm in pain. Right. No, you're not. Not now you're not, but you were at one time. Well you do go through some I was say serious shit, but like you do go to some serious right. shit. <laughs> yeah. Um Remember when the door ripped my toenail off? My foot? Oh, I opened yeah. the garage door and flung it open. It's just big enough to just skim over the top of your oh. toes, and it ripped my toenails Dude. off. <laughs> toenails? <laughs> uh, the big one and the next one in line. It took yeah. off. <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> that was bad. That I do have one more story. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh. Yeah, let's do this. Well, actually, I have two. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, there was the time when we finally decided that he could babysit his little brother who was seven years younger. Yeah. So I was brave. I left. I was eight at this point <laughs> and they were leaving no. for the weekend. So no. let's, let's not leave that part of the story. We out. went to the <laughs> store or we went to a movie and got a call and, um, his, you had broke your collarbone. Yeah. <laughs> the babysitter yeah. had to go to the emergency room. Jesus, dude. Yeah. <clears throat> I got flung out of a hammock. <laughs> oh, I got, I got a, I got a scar. Those right are here. dangerous, right? Yeah, <clears throat> dangerous. But I came running yeah. to it, and then I, I, so obviously hangs like this, right? So I came running to it, and I put it on my, on my stomach, and I just, just to swing. But on the way back, he went past my legs, yeah. so I just landed with my chin and the. Oh. No, we were shooting each other, thing. swinging it, and then pulling it, so yeah. it would catapult you out. <laughs> They got me really good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, was Justin a oops baby? No. Well, he was a honeymoon <laughs> baby. He was oh, a honeymoon really? baby. They say this. They say honeymoon. No. But I are. think about it. Well, you can do the I math. I think about it. <laughs> it was one of those really quick, hey, let's get married. <laughs> 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 they say no, but I beg to yeah, differ. Yeah, he was a honeymoon <laughs> baby. Um, but uh, you know what? That's... I. I was so excited. He wasn't at Whoops. We were all excited. We really so do were. You, do you, when he, when he's, uh, germophobia comes into place, how do you, how do you deal with it? Do, do you? So he learned it. Yeah, but how do you deal with it? Do you go like, I shut the hell up and just do that? Or, or you try to, because here's the no, thing. No, because I want no, to tell you this. This is how he has changed me because I try to make it, as comfortable for him right as i can and like by letting strangers use my microphone and my but head see, but, he, my but here's but, but here's oh. the thing but here's the thing because i know how he is and then i get that uh in my head i'm like well obviously i don't want him to be uncomfortable and that becomes like 
like a problem that I got to deal with. So I have to change filters and uh, like this thing right here. So I have to change it. So he's got his own. And, you know, like if, if we go somewhere, when we meet people, I'm freaking out for him. See what I'm saying? I don't think it's. But it's not that big of a deal. No, no, I know. You can say that because they're both the same way. Oh, really? We, they're both the same way. Nobody drinks out of our cups. We don't drink out of the same. You have, so, your, you have your sister piece of gum on top of your coffee cup. Now right we'll now. talk about that. That's a problem I've had my whole life. <laughs> Nine times out of ten, it was wrapped in a paper towel. Yeah. Or the gum wrapper left on the counter. Ooh. When I was a kid, right? Right. <laughs> Instead of throwing it away. So you guys, so you do the same? Yes, very much so. In fact, my students, like I make them wash their hands before we go to lunch. Like I make them clean their desk. I have like Germex all around my room. Yeah. It, How much do you like feet? Ugh. Yeah. They're disgusting. Like they're not. Uh, yeah. It's the grossest part of the human body, right? Yeah, it really is. Mom, do you agree? So when the kids would come to spend the night at the house, the friends, which was not often, and you're going to know why, I made them take off their shoes and go into the bathroom and wash their feet. You wonder why I don't have any friends. Uh. <laughs> because they stunk. And they're going to be on well, my but, carpet. But okay, but smell is one thing, though. It's yeah, feet. but there's a reason that it smells, though. That's odor. So yeah. I'm not as, I mean, I, I, I'm not as freaky about feet as these two, but these two are super freaky. But yeah, they're they're dirty. So I'm going to tell you. I want you to start noticing people that wear sandals and don't, right? Yeah. What their feet look like says a lot about. <coughs> if you can't take care of your feet, you're not taking care of other yeah, parts. Yeah, I've always said that. Yeah, it's yeah. disgusting. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> I I agree with I agree with that. <laughs> it's true. Some some feet throw like gang signs and you're just like yeah. maybe, maybe you should maybe you should not wear shoes yeah for real right yeah. Like yeah if you're a guy and you're not taking you should not be wearing flip-flops i've i've noticed that i used like i you wore flip-flops to come here before like and especially in the summer yeah yeah i've noticed i'm not comfortable doing that anymore yeah if i leave my house shoes are coming on um i don't do it as regular yeah <clears throat> as most people mm. when I ride right around in the razor because it gets so hot in yeah. the cab I'll wear flip flops then to kind of mm. but uh, not very often yeah yeah not very often well Justin takes care of his feet so it's okay yeah. <laughs> he can barely touch some feet yeah I can barely touch my own feet <clears throat> it's all I can do to brace myself <laughs> somebody told me uh, 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 my wife's sister told me once is you have good looking feet for a guy that's a that's a yeah. huge compliment and i don't and i don't let hair grow on my feet that's disgusting oh, thank you yeah oh dude so there's somebody the <laughs> girls shouldn't either ps by the way oh. <clears throat> G girls what girls shouldn't either ps by the way like if you have dark hair and you have black <laughs> hair on your big toe that is disgusting oh yeah, yeah, yeah. i saw some uh pictures online about somebody that had their feet, taking pictures of their feet. There was hair there. Yeah. There was dark hair there. Yeah. <laughs> it freaked me out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't deal with it. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> so you wonder where it comes from. 
Yeah, this is like I'm getting mind blown over yeah. here. Yeah. Well, I will tell you that I have been mind blown many times on episodes from this show. This is one of my questions here. You probably oh. learn a lot from your son here, right? I. She learned yeah. that a dude tried oh to my suck God. my dick and oh tried to give God. me baseball oh God, cards oh for it. Oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> totally freaked me. I was driving to work at that point in the episode. Turn the mic And yeah. honestly, I, I, I about went off the road because <laughs> I wanted to know who it was and I was going to take him down because I do have a very strong mama bear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you, you, <laughs> holy freaking shit, you. Yeah, go ahead, mom. Let you me hear never, never get in a vehicle with a stranger. <laughs> Thank I you. Didn't. I know. You but almost you did, did go to the man's house, and that was wrong. That could have gone so south. With I when did? you returned the book, or he did he come to the your house? No, he, came, he came to my house. He was my oh, neighbor, though. Yeah, but that so was well. So, so was, was I. Justin. I was the guy that no, 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 I, I was going to hand me the Jose Canseco rookie card. The dick suck was my neighbor. Mm, <laughs> no, but the, yeah, yeah. Hey, actually, now that I think about it, <laughs> <laughs> um, the the uh, my mom doesn't know that. Well, you know, I don't know. But but you know, what's I was funny? glad that I found out. <clears throat> but you know what's fun? But does it make a difference though? Well, I like think if I was gonna tell my mom right now, she she's gonna be like, "Well, she can't fix it. It's exa- over." Exa- but but then again, you can see that it didn't make any. I mean, he, it, it didn't affect him in any he way. He was shape, smart. Or form. He didn't take the card. Oh, I right? took the cards. What? <laughs> I took the cards. Oh, you mean uh. this one? <laughs> <laughs> They're all pristine. <laughs> but but like if I if I told my mom. He, oh, she's she's just gonna be like, well, why didn't you tell me? And and it doesn't make a difference. Yeah, but don't we all have things as children? Yeah, that we kind of hold in, you know, little yeah. parts and pieces. Yeah, but it's, it's now if it had gone south, yeah, you know, sure. and scarred you. But in my instance, it wasn't that big of a deal because I was like, nah, that's not cool. Yeah, there's a. Uh, um, it didn't affect me that's as a person now. That's right? what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And, and like my my mom was like. Same thing. My, my um, it was my friend's wife that started listening to the show, but she started. Uh, she didn't start from number one and up. She just started from up and then started just following all of them. And then he said, "Oh yeah, I heard your last one." And I said, "Oh yeah, cool." And then I said, "So since you've heard him, I said, did I get molested?" And he goes, "Oh yeah." <laughs> so not only not only you got molested, but you all you almost got kidnapped. And then my wife just heard it, and she called me. She's like, "What?" So I'm going to ask you why you didn't say anything, because even though that didn't go south for you, it <clears throat> could have or possibly went south for somebody else. Because I was eight. I was eight. Yeah, but still, you didn't. I, like, that wasn't like, didn't, hey, didn't, P.S., by the way. I just knew that it w- I, I had the feeling that something was not right, because I had never, you know, I've never encountered anything like that. I knew it wasn't a normal thing. But I don't know. I, I don't know why I never said anything. It didn't bother me. I was just like, no, 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 thank you. I didn't go there anymore. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so <laughs> I stayed away from that house. This, I was going to tell you, that, uh, now that we're talking about this, I'll just flash tell, this, tell you this. There's a uh, documentary uh, kind of around the same thing. I'll just fly by. Uh, set of twins, two guys. One of them gets in a motorcycle accident, gets into a coma, wakes up from the coma, recognizes his brother, and he goes, who the hell is this lady? 
His brother says, that's our mom. So he has no idea who his mom is. He has no idea who his dad is. He has no idea where he lives. He has no idea who he is. But he, he knows just his brother. knows his brother. So go back to the house, and then the brother's like, well, this is where we live. We're very happy. Well, this, we're a close family. And the, guy, and the brother was like, do we go on vacation? He goes, oh, yeah, we're going on vacation to show some photos. Yeah, we've been here. We've been there. He says, all right, cool. Then he starts growing up, starts realizing they live in the shed. They weren't in the house. Their room was in the shed outside of the house. There was parts of the house they couldn't go. They couldn't go on the side of the dad's side of the house. They couldn't go there. They couldn't go in the right. attic, shit like that. The father dies in, in his, in his uh, dead bed. He says, would you guys forgive me? The kid says, yeah, I forgive you, dad. But I don't know what you did. The other guy says, no, I don't. And the mother dies, and same thing. He's like, I just don't forgive you, and then walks away. Mother dies, right? They go back to the house. <clears throat> they go to the attic. There's all the presents they've had since they were kids. They were never given to them. Every, they're not even unwrapped, right? So he starts asking questions, what's going on? They see a photo of both of the kids naked with their heads uh, cut off, and the photo is ripped, right? right? So it's just the bodies. And so the guys are saying, do we get abused? And he goes, yeah. So the problem is <clears throat> the brother starts growing up with the reality that the other brother gave him. Right. The other brother was abused, sexually abused and everything. He just lived through that and kept that. But then he had his brother grow up with a different childhood. See what I'm saying? Right. So finally they go through the house when the mother died and they start seeing photos and stuff. And then, he starts asking, what did a mom do to us? Never tells him. 20 years go by. In the uh, documentary, they bring him together. And he says, well, I can't. He said, you really need to know? And he says, yeah, I need to know. And it's okay. Well, I'm too big of a coward to tell you, so I just recorded a video. And then he walks away, and they bring him a computer, and then he starts watching. The things, that's what I'm going to leave it. The things that he says their mom did to them, mm. they just both in tears. Mm. And he says, I don't know why. What's you it called? It's called Tell Me Who I Am. Oh. I played it, and then I said, Amy, you need to watch this. And we just, 12 o'clock at morning, they were like, what? Mm. It's so mm. cool. Because then the guy's like, why would you be mad at me if I let you have a normal childhood? Right. And then the other one's like, no, well, I gotcha. Yeah, but, but, yeah. Yeah, but then the other one is like, well, you're my twin. Right. I, you know, I should be going through what you went through right and so that's where everything wow but it's just the whole thing the whole thing is it's pretty shitty but anyway <laughs> to watch that <laughs> yeah it's pretty fucking it's on cool. netflix yeah <clears throat> anyway but yeah we didn't get to that <laughs> we didn't get that bad <laughs> so yeah well the story is kids don't let other people touch your no-no parts yeah <laughs> it's, it's name of the episode, <laughs> <laughs> dude. You know how it, you know how that uh, so the how that stopped with in that documentary. The, the mom went to a party with an artist and left the kid there on purpose. He says, "Well, here's my kid. I'll come back and pick him up tomorrow." So the guy started getting his way with the kid, and then the kid said, "The brother that didn't get an accident." He's like, "I'm done with this. I'm not right. gonna do this." Walked away from the house. Walked all the way back to his house. Next morning, the mom wakes up and starts making breakfast for everybody and sees her kid that he dropped off on the other places. Wow. And then they never mention it. They just say, oh, he's here. Mm -hmm. And they just pretend like life 
you know, Damn. was just normal. Damn. And that's the last time it happened. <clears throat> when the kid was like, I'm done with this. Hmm. But the shit that he says lives in that video. Ah, so fucked up. Let's get out of here and go watch it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> How long are you staying for? Let's change conversations. So I'm driving home tomorrow. Yeah. I drove in on Thursday afternoon. So you drove alone then? Yeah. Yeah. You said eight hours? Eight hours. Mm-hmm. I lose an hour coming, but I get it back when I go back. So it works out well. And you just go back to normal teaching? Yes. Yes, I do. How long have you been doing that for again? Seven years. And you still got a lot of gas to keep going? <laughs> with that with that job, I mean. I'm like, no. No, no, with the job. Like, are you sick of it? Are you tired <laughs> of it? You took a beano before Thank I you. came. I'm just fine. Because <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want the microphone to pick up any sounds. No, I'm saying, like, I, I, are you, like, I'm done, but I, I no, like I I mean, you like it. You love my job. Yeah, I love my job. Yeah, it's a good it's a good thing. It's a good thing to do. Hmm. I do want to tell you that she makes a huge difference because she has kids. Well, she has parents that request that their younger kids go through her class because mm-hmm. she's amazing. She has kids that come back and see her that have gone through her class. They how hard, she's amazing. How hard is that to get to be able to <coughs> request a teacher? Not very. <laughs> in our school, huh? You know what I'm going to tell you? Um, I can tell you about how to do that. But y- honestly, the higher you go, if if you are honestly wanting a teacher because you feel like that teacher is the best for your child, if you make a big enough deal about it, they're going to let you have them. Yeah. You guys can do that? We have one right now with our with our 8-year-old we're not impressed with. Then, at all. Then I'm going to tell you what grade is she? She's in third? Third grade. And, and the the sad part is we were warned before. Mm. We have a mutual friend that's friends with a teacher. Um, and we were told, you just better hope you don't get this teacher. <clears throat> the way they did it at my daughter's school, we didn't know what teacher we had until the, what? the, the day, before. the night before we were taking her for the first day of third grade. And so we've gone in, we've kind of made a stink about it because what we feel, she is not a very good teacher. Mm -hmm. And it's been known, there's been other people that have said the same thing. She is not a very good teacher. She's, my kid loves school, but she hates it now. You need to do something about it because I'm going to tell you, especially third grade is so crucial that like when I get students that have had bad experiences in school um it takes me almost all year long to undo that and they're getting ready to junior high to help them believe in themselves and stuff so as you as parents know what is good for her and what's not and i just if you go in and insist that they move her to a different class they will do that the other classes have what there's three teachers the other classes have 30 plus students there's 17 in this class with this teacher when we brought it up to the principal they were like well you the teacher and us will all have a meeting and sit down and we'll discuss it and we need to figure it out to not move her but make her comfortable and I'm like she hates school now Mm -hmm. like he never hated school so why why are we even having this we're not the only parents that have said that in this class, we've in fact we know another uh, another student, her mom, 
have been trying to do the same thing and what what makes what makes a shitty teacher somebody doesn't give a damn yeah i could give you a list really seriously teachers get burned out and they stay into it because maybe they only have a few more years left before they can retire um it yeah or they just don't want to do extra things or they don't want to find different ways for their students to learn but for real Justin, you need to do something that is not good. What about um, in? Let me, I, go ahead. Let, parent-teacher conference. How how important is that? Right. It's very important. <coughs> yeah, when parents don't show up, I always contact him and ask him when we can meet because you need to come in and talk about your child. We were we were given a website to go online, sign up for what time you want. Right. So Brindy did that. She got on. She signed up. I work late. She works late. We were able what? 5.30 time. We put in for that time. The day before, hey, I have something going on after school. That time is not going to work for me. What? This is the teacher? This is the teacher. Okay. She's so contracted can we, can for we, those hours. Can we reschedule? reschedule? We said, well, no. This is the only time I worked it out with my boss. Brindy did the same thing to meet with you. Well, can we have a conversation on the phone? No. So, honestly, we just, if you don't have anything to say to us, she just blew it off. No problem. Yeah, we never had one. Yeah, we just, we never what? got one. So, how, how does it work for, um, let's just say we're all teachers here. All, all five of us, and then I'm the shitty teacher. Do you guys know? Can I? Never mind. Yes. <laughs> what? Nothing. Because well, we get together and we collaborate. You, you were going we to tell a joke of how many <laughs> how many years I've repeated the grades that we say? <laughs> Is that where you were going? No. What were you going to say? Nothing. Go ahead. Justin, I swear to you. No. I, it was No, it wasn't. Well, Just please keep going. No, but do you guys know? Yeah, um... I think probably the grade after when they go to it that we have a better indication of that. But when we sit down and collaborate and we talk about what we're teaching and what we're doing, that is a huge, huge thing that when you're talking about what you're doing with your students or when you take a student that's struggling to what's called LCM, local case management, and you're talking about what you're trying to do as far as interventions, mm -hmm. then that's a huge indicator as far as how the teacher's doing. But if a teacher's burned out and not doing good, it just like radiates. Or just a mean bitch. Like I'm not. I'm maybe. I'm sure she doesn't listen to this podcast. Yeah. So fuck. Well, her, I guess man. you'll find out Monday. <laughs> <clears throat> it was. It, so they do a jogathon to raise money for the school. Everybody buys a T-shirt. They sell. Um, they get donations on how many laps the kids can do. They send it home. You give like $5 minimum or you pay per lap for each kid that goes to the school. So as they're gathering up, I barely make it over there. Um, I could see all the third graders and the teachers, and I didn't even know who it was. And I could say, that one's her teacher right there. Big lady. Butch cut. You could tell how she was just not happy to be there, just non-receptive, just... It's sad. It really is sad. Yeah, especially to a third grader because they're just... Because in third grade, was it third grade? I got a shitty teacher. I'm pretty sure it was third grade. Second grade, I got a shitty teacher, and that's when I said, school's not my thing. Mm. This is not my thing. And from then, I never liked Went school. Went to school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
Well, you had a good sixth grade teacher, though. I did. I did have one, a, a teacher that changed everything, and I'll never forget. That was the best teacher I ever had. Well, I'm telling you that, like, teachers don't realize, I think, sometimes what an impact they have on kids. You know, and they can either make or break school for a kid, for sure. You're, you're with your teacher more than you are. You're your basically family. the parent outside of the family, right? Absolutely. Is, is, is that is that a fair? Yeah, statement? for sure. But parents too, I think working. That's why make, that makes me sad about parent-teacher conferences because, for sure, parents and the teacher need to be a partnership so that you're working to help your kid. You know, they know what their expectations are. Yeah, I ain't got is, time. Is, I ain't got time for that. Is there some? So. Is there something that the, the teachers can do against that one teacher, or no? Is that is that not a no, but the principal should be coming in and observing her and be aware of what what is going on. Yeah, but that's like the safety guy coming out to the job site. They're but like, oh, there's the safety guy. Let's put our shit back but, on and work safe. Yeah, but me, no, but that's me not as true. A, me as a teacher, for example, can I just say, uh, how do is, – is there a way I can I – can, me as a teacher, I can bring it up to the – what do you call it? The, the, the principal. The principal and say, hey, I think Joseph's kind of a shitty teacher. You might want to keep an eye on him. Is it – can a teacher do that? I think that a teacher could go in and talk to the principal and say that they have concerns, that they've they've seen some things. But, you know, the principal really, if you have a good principal, is aware. Like the principal that I have at my school, she is very aware of what teachers are doing and and how they're teaching. And, you know, when they come in to observe, it's not really like the safety kid thing. I mean, or safety person coming in because it's – I never know when I'm going to be observed. And so if my lessons aren't prepared and, I mean, my kids aren't – interacting with what I'm trying to teach, then she's aware of that. So hmm. is it is it true the the cliche I, I remember more my mean teachers than my nice teachers. Is that a fair thing to say? Well you were abused, so of course you do <laughs> <laughs> I had this math teacher in, in elementary school. Just the classic burly guy, beard, chest hair popping out yeah. right coming yeah. in with the with the <laughs> coming mm. in with a bunch of cologne oh yeah sweating sweating but like in a in a clean way you know he was always dressed nice and it was like the, the two buttons up so the chest can breathe mm-hmm. a chain chest gold ha- chain chest hair probably had one yeah, yeah probably had a, a slick back hair big old gold ring too oh yeah but if you <laughs> if you um i have this clear vision of him grabbing one of my friends by the ear i'm glad you said grab one of my friends by the ear by the ear <laughs> and then another one by the ear, and just grab them and just went boom like, against each other's wow heads. and i'm like well that's someone not to fuck with <laughs> <laughs> and that's when i started that's when i started taking math lessons You're all, on the uh, side and the whole <laughs> math is my favorite and subject the whole now. touching <laughs> thing happened <laughs> <laughs> but like my nice Ooh. teachers, I can barely remember them. Oh, that's too bad. Right? Like I remember them, but it's it's not like oh, there's this one story about that nice lady. It was more of a right. that bitch taught me a lot of things. Well, then that should tell you how, what an impact teachers have. Yeah. If they're mean to you, that you you really remember that. Do you remember the hot ones? Oh yeah, yeah. I have one. We all had one of those. Uh, mm-hmm. There's no such thing. Uh, I work with them. I beg to if, differ. If no, you, the, the, I beg to differ. Knew, not I, in elementary. <laughs> I had one. I had one. It was at, at a private school I was going. How private? Oh yeah. How private? <laughs> every single every single male teacher or what a professor walked into our room to talk to her. We would just be like, "Woo, yeah, get some." Started whistling, and my teacher was like. <laughs> 
the fuck is wrong with you guys? And we were like, yeah, yeah. Like whistling. And stuff. Oh. But she was hot. Huh. <laughs> you just you just mentioned yeah, it. Yeah, I know I did. <laughs> <laughs> so was it what do we what do we have? Uh, oh, we got plenty of time. So before we get any deeper, we have to go into this. You knew we were gonna ask you this. So besides working at the district and working at the ski resort mm-hmm. as a people person. <laughs> What else do you do? So I am a medium. Which You're not a large or no. Nope. I am a medium. Actually, no. So what? We don't have a shirt for you. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I think we're out of medium somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a medium. I'm an extra large. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Go ahead, mom. Um, and before I go deep, I I also want to add that my sister, who is sitting here with me as well as also very intuitive and we share the same gift. <clears throat> so what that means is that we work as a channel or the phone line mm-hmm. to communicate with those here in the physical world with those that they've lost uh, across the veil or who are on the other side. Mm-hmm. So um, have you always known this? Both of you, have you always known that you could do this? We've always been very intuitive, but I didn't know that I had the medium ship abilities until it's been about two and a half years and uh it's been amazing it's been incredible but how does, how i does no longer fear death how does someone realizes that oh i can do this what wh- what happens that you go oh okay I, I guess i got the capability of doing this or the skill to helping other guys mm-hmm. other people because someone's talking to me or because i'm getting is it is it, is it talking that you get or is it visions is it what is so it? so it depends on the individual and i believe we all have these mm-hmm. abilities we all have this gift um it just depends on whether you develop it but there are people who who hear who see who mm-hmm. sense who feel i'm more i i i have more of a sense or a feeling mm-hmm. um so when i'm doing a reading when someone's coming through i just have a sense or a knowing mm-hmm whether it's male, female, uh, whether it's, you know, mother, cousin, aunt, you know, a relationship. And then they give you signs or symbols that you, they, they go into your memory bank and your experiences and they bring those forward so that you can, it, they'll bring up, uh, for instance, a balloon or, mm-hmm. you know, something silly. And it's their way of relating to person that's here in the physical form to remind them that they're with them all the time that they're still a part of their their life they're with us every day so if you walk into a room like this and there's half a dozen people does it come to you there or do you have to ask or they have to ask you i never open up to just do that because that's i think that is unethical and i don't feel like that's i don't think that's fair but they don't jump something doesn't jump out at you no it's i've had that happen once and that's when i went to my mini dealership to get my car serviced and i like i said i i I don't believe that that's the way to do it but i felt i had to do it so i asked him if he just lost someone started with name started with an r and his sister had just passed her name was um her name was uh her name was rose and um 
the reason she came through, I believe, is because she wanted him to give you a good deal. Pay attention, right? To pay attention <laughs> to her son who was going through trouble, and mm. she showed me um, a, a situation in a car where there was danger, and so I just told him what I was seeing, and he couldn't believe it, and he said, "Yes," he said, just recently, that the younger son. Uh, was upset with his parents and had opened the car door and jumped out and ended up going to the hospital. And I mean, how would I have known that? Hmm. I mean, it's just, you know, it's her way of saying, I'm still here. Can you please help? Can you watch over my, my, my son and my grandchild? Well, I'm going to let you talk because um, we're both very empathic, but you are extremely empathic. And so what is empathic? Empathic mean? means that you can be walking past someone or sit in this room mm -hmm. and if somebody's having a bad day or they have something a negative feeling or an emotion, you automatically pick it up. So when you get into these dark, sad feelings, you really have to sit down and decide is this my feeling or did I pick this up from someone else and, and take it home with me? Now doesn't that make you depressed though? So I'm gonna let you talk to Melinda because she's she's much more empathic than I am that way well I just I think you have to be really careful I have to be really careful and also my daughter about like opening yourself up into a room because people have like I like it's like, almost like echoes that are in your energy and so when you feel that and you absorb that it's it's not good in fact we went to a training I went to a training not very long ago and um, who was doing the training had us open up and then we had gone into a restaurant and it was horrible because I could feel other people's energy. And um, there was a couple over sitting in a booth and I instantly was drawn to them and I could feel their like tension, tension and fighting and it was, it was really icky. So. Hmm. That's interesting. Does he have to be when when you have when you have this 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 feeling does it have to be related to the person that you're feeling it towards or uh, uh, what i what i mean is this it's it's on the record justin said my mind would like to do this to you because i think there's a message out there for you you said is uh, without getting i mean we'll get into it as much as you mm -hmm. want to but does that have to do does it have to be someone that's related to me or or is it so i know what he's talking about because when i started listening to the podcast mm -hmm. i i just had that sense that feeling and so i said to justin will you please tell angel that i would be more than happy to do a reading for him mm -hmm. so i don't do that often mm -hmm. and so i feel like there was a reason mm -hmm. um so let me kind of tell you how i work so what i what I do when somebody calls me to schedule an appointment, by calling me and scheduling that appointment, they've opened that door. They've said they've given me permission. Mm -hmm. So between the time that they call me and we actually do the appointment, um, I go into a meditative state and I do what's called inspired writing. So mm -hmm. I receive messages from, if it were you, your angels, guides, guardians, your loved ones across the veil, any messages that they have for you because they're with you, they watch over you, they're the ones that keep you from mm -hmm. running through that light or stopping or getting when you didn't car. think you would too. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> so I just relax and through my pen they deliver their message. So then when you would come for your reading, we I would read that message to you. 
Um, and then from then I would open up and see who comes through. And I can receive messages from family, from friends, from friends of family. Sometimes people, sometimes messages will come through um, for people that you know mm-hmm. from someone else. So it <laughs> it's an opportunity for them to share something that they've needed to say that you're mm-hmm. not hearing or that you're not getting. So they take advantage of that opportunity to deliver their message or to let you know they're still there or to let you know that you're not alone. Um, and also for you to give messages to friends or family or someone else. Um, they'll use, uh, they'll bring up experiences that are recent or they can be in the past, but a lot of times it's most recent so that you know that that they're there, that they saw it, that they're mm-hmm. a part of it. Um, times you can't receive the filling or the message because you're so like heavy with grief and it's like you know it's like a black like drape right Mm -hmm. that's like you just can't feel it or see it because of the grief that you're feeling but at that that point you said okay so so you just wanted to do a reading but there was there was no message you don't know the message yet no because i hadn't opened up yeah yeah and 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 i don't know if justin sent you the the message but the text message to let you know when I realized that your belief, mm-hmm. your background, I would never impose yeah, yeah. my belief. So then that's when I said, you know, no worries, yeah. no problem. But so I honestly believe mm-hmm. that you wouldn't come to me as the medium. Your your family, your friends, your mm-hmm. loved ones on the other side of the veil would find me mm-hmm. and they would bring you to me. Okay. Because I believe that that's how it works. I don't believe that somebody just finds my number somewhere their loved ones have have made connections and made things happen so that they find me and they come to me so you think one way or the other i was gonna meet you i think so okay yeah and i believe that we work in um in groups i feel like and you don't have to believe in reincarnation most religions believe we were somewhere before we came here Mm -hmm. right I, f- I believe that we travel in tribes. soul groups. Tribes. Yeah, absolutely. Tribes is a good word. And I believe that everyone that we connect with in this physical realm has played a part in our lives somewhere before. Like I said, you don't have to believe in reincarnation, but yeah. I believe that we, and will again, religions that believe in an afterlife, you know, will connect again because I believe that our souls work in a tribe because we all learn, we all grow, and we all develop, and we all teach and help each other. Is there? Have you had cases where someone comes to you and you have nothing for them? I have never had that happen. Really? So it and it can be scary. Who it is? No, and I and I never know who I. I don't want to know anything more than their first name. Okay. Generally, um, and I can do readings in person or I can do them over the phone. Mm. I don't have to be in the same room because there's no. There's no linear time. There's no the physical space doesn't matter mm-hmm. because you're dealing with with I mean you're dealing with people who have crossed I mean mm-hmm. they don't care where you are they can connect to you anywhere so here, here's where it gets really interesting for me get into uh, so I have an aunt mm-hmm. um, we guess it would be my second aunt right mm-hmm. Becky yeah she and I, I know my my mom's been there as well. 
they'll work with the uh, with the police, right? So we do remote viewing, right? Which and remote viewing, and we need a whole other episode to get into this one. But so remote viewing is a way to to travel to any space and time mm-hmm. to gather information about a specific moment or situation or place and time. This is, this is, and it, and a lot of people, this drives me crazy. There's a lot of stuff out on the inter- internet where they'll throw out, you know, this is remote viewing. This is remote viewing. Well, remote viewing is, it was developed by our government and used um, by our government as a, there was an elite team. The protocol, which is very structured, that has to be followed to the T um, in order to follow, t- in order for the process to work. Um, and this process, this protocol was developed at um, Stanford and um, used by this elite team to go and gather information um, about the Russians, you there's know, a, anywhere. There's a movie about it, isn't there? Um, with George Clooney? <laughs> yeah. About that team. Well, yeah, yeah it, it, but it's kind of a spoof. It's, it's right, men but it was, who a, it was along the lines of the yes. actual team that... Yeah. Where the government developed this, yeah. yeah. So this is some Joe Rogan shit right here. You can you can read you can Google. Um, uh, so David Morehouse, yeah. Um, and he is who my aunt has um, studied under extensively. Um, I've done studies with him. I've also done studies with another uh, remote viewer who I'm not going to name his name because I don't think he deserves it. Um, but uh, there's books and 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 you can learn to do this. Um, my aunt was in uh, law enforcement uh, years ago, and then um, later on got into the remote viewing. We actually got into it at the same time, which is interesting. I took a pause. Um, she has worked with, because of her connections with the police department, um, she has worked cases. She's also done some very high-profile um, missing person cases where she's gone and worked Florida, uh, New York, um, and it's something that's done as a team. When you're doing this type of work, it's done as a team. It's never done individually as one remote viewer. So um, her and I, Melinda, has works with it, and there are several other women that work as a team and have worked with um, private investigators on missing persons cases. Uh, we worked a case that was from here in Utah where we gave them some very, um, I believe, critical information. They didn't act act upon it, but the individual was found and our information was very correct because they were looking in a whole different area for her. Mm. Um, but, and then we, and nobody knows we're there. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, we never give our names. We never ask for any kind of credit. It's bad. And, and that's better for the case too. If right. If they don't know that they've got this working on the back end. Now, between what you do about uh, medium work and that's completely different, right? Yes. Two separate entities, yeah, right? It, yeah, it, it has to be separate. Sorry um, to change the subject like that. I mean, just no, to get that no. in before. I thought that was no, pretty no, interesting. Fine. No, However, yeah, there are there are pieces that that make a, uh, so as a medium, it, it does make you a better remote viewer. All right. Um, but again, that's something that can be learned. It's it's a protocol. It's a process. You don't have to be psychic. You don't have to feel like you have special gifts or talents you follow this protocol and anyone can do anyone can do it anyone can be a remote viewer it just takes a lot of time a lot of practice and dedication 
and put in that time to to get better and and it's just like anything else some people will be better at shapes some people will be better at colors um, some people better at drawing and so you take with that team all of that together and to compile it to get bits and pieces and uh, information that could apply gotcha interesting there was uh there was a show on tv that it that it, it was i mean i know it's stupid what i'm going but it was called medium we loved it okay but it, alice it, dubois it dubois dubois that's your last name by dubois i thought it was our allison cat. no Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah actress, but but yeah, it yeah. is based on a, a, a real character, oh, okay. and she is a medium, and she's really pretty good. Is that how is that how you get uh, v- you get visions like that? Do you you have dreams about oh I need to help this person I need to or no? It's no, I I don't. Um, do you? How do you come? No, I don't either. I'll dream about people that have passed away, mm. but not the way she did. Nothing like the way she did. Okay, and. Obviously, it's it's gotta feel good when you help somebody. Maybe give them closure or whatever. Does it get to a point when it's a burden? When it's like oh, this is kind of like the, the fact that I can do this. It's Never. kind of a pain. Yeah. Never. It is always. I am always so humbled. Absolutely humbled at the process and the experience. Because I feel like I am blessed to be able to be a part of that communication. Because I am. I am seriously just the phone line Mm -hmm. that it's this 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 loved one that's no longer here physically for someone to touch and the person here in the physical form that is is in such deep mourning and sadness and misses this individual so much and wonders you know will I forget them you know where have they gone and for me to be able to give messages to be that conduit to give those messages to give them hope and to let them know by just bringing up stories or things that are happening in their everyday life that I would not normally know for them to understand and to believe to tro- to totally believe that they have not lost them that they're still here they're still playing a part in their life they're still giving promptings and messages to help them and guide them through their hard times you said that you go y- y- you try to help people but you won't do it unless they want to yeah have you ever gotten to a place where you push for it like this person needs this this person Nope. Or, or as soon as they said, oh, you know, I'm not interested in that you just turn around. No, I, I'll give them my card. Okay. I'll give them my card and say, you're probably, you may not be ready now, mm-hmm. but if a time comes and you feel like you're ready, here's my card and you can give me a call. Does the message change? No, no. Because at that point I don't have that message. I just know that they're, that they're hurting, that they're something. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because until I open up and until they give me that permission, then I I don't know who's, I mean, that, okay, so there's sometimes you know who's there. Or you get a sense that it's a mother, a mother figure, a grandmother, mm-hmm. grandmother figure. Um, but sometimes they come and ask for forgiveness. Sometimes they're coming to ask for forgiveness for things that they've done okay. that are, and you feel that, you feel how sorrowful they are and to be able to communicate that to them because they weren't able to communicate it when they were here on earth you know, to that person, for that person to finally, like, feel like they really are sorry for things that they've done or, you know, how much they loved them and to be able to say that because you feel those things. It's, I don't know how to explain it other than you just really feel those things so that you can express it to that person. It's awesome. What if, what about for you yourself? 
<clears throat> and there's an individual that is trying how do, how do I say this can you do that for yourself that's very difficult you know you're supposed to be able to but when when I'm doing it for myself um, I always wonder is it just because I want it to be that way right. um, but when I'm doing it for someone else because I'm I'm what's considered an evidential medium so I'm not just giving story I'm just not giving fluff oh they love you they miss you I will sense and feel often how they passed so that that's an affirmation that's confirmation to the person I'm reading for that I have their loved one and so when I'm getting that information and I'm getting uh, symbols and signs that they go oh yes I know exactly then I don't have to question that but if um, I'm trying to do it for myself I'm always wondering I do inspired writing for myself and I get usually pretty clear messages when I'm asking questions and trying to find a solution or or trying to understand something because the writings are beautiful I know they're not for me because first of all I I can't write I'm not my sister because she's amazing mm -hmm. and uh, the way that it comes across and onto the paper is just absolutely beautiful you what, what about family yeah because you don't know everything about family I mean you think you do but there's still stuff it's just like listening to this podcast where I learn things about my son. Yeah. <laughs> hey, can you hear that? There's the train. Ah, there's the, <laughs> the train. famous train. Ah. It's finally did here. You say you've been doing that for two years? Um, the readings for two years. I'm uh, I'm a Reiki master, so I've done energy healing mm. um, since about 2000, and I'm a certified hypnotherapist, so I've done um, hypnosis uh, also since about 1999. I mean, how long you been doing it for? Mm, probably not as long as Dana. Like, I can feel stuff, but, like, probably more in tune with it the last two years. Three years, I guess, huh? Interesting. What's your take on it? I don't know. I mean, do not know. I'm open-minded. Mm -hmm. But I feel like everybody does. Somebody has an aura. You know a bad person when you meet them. Right. It, that doesn't, it's, it's not very hard. I mean, mm -hmm. unless they're really good about hiding things. Um, but I don't get feelings. I don't. Yeah. So I'm skeptic because I don't get it, mm -hmm. but I'm open minded that it exists. Mm -hmm. So. Hmm. Yeah. I think we're all intuitive because that's just kind of part of who we are. Uh, just like he said, you you know, you come up to somebody and you put your hands instantly cross your your arms across the front of you. That's covering your solar plexus. Right. That's because you you know what? Back off. You're I, I'm I'm not walking what I feel here. That's how Mormons pray though. Well, <laughs> isn't that weird? There's no. a difference. With, yeah. So anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but you but you know you get a sense, you get a feeling. What about <laughs> if they don't close their arms? But what if they sit down open-legged and just, does that mean come to me? <laughs> does that mean give me some? You take this one. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember uh, Basic Instinct? Yeah. <laughs> the that infamous, means come to me. Yeah, the infamous beaver shot. <laughs> she was not covering your solar plex on that one. <laughs> she was not praying either. <laughs> um, one last thing. I, I hate to change the subject. Um didn't you just get back from Africa? I did. 
How was that? Oh my gosh, it was amazing. What part of Africa did you go to? Um, South Africa. You know, they listen, to, they listen to us. Yeah, right? we have people in <laughs> South Africa. Um, let me tell <laughs> Maybe you, it was it's you. so amazing there. <laughs> it probably was. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, yeah, you learn a lot of things about like how animals are, and it's just, it's incredible. So, I'm going to break your balls here for just a minute. Oh, good. <clears throat> you, went, you came to the you, show, you know you, what's going to happen. You went there. As a hunting trip. Yes, but I didn't hunt. So, but you've never hunted before. Yeah, but I didn't go as hunt. I didn't go as a hunter. You just went, you went, as you the just hunted? went with them? <laughs> yeah, meow. The hunty. <laughs> <laughs> so you just, you just. So, but did the, you go along with the hunting group? Um, for part of it, but not all the time. You just kind of relax and enjoy the resort. <laughs> just waiting for the meat. Yeah. Like, uh, just waiting to see no, what they bring. It, no, there's <laughs> lots no, of things I've, to see there. I've seen some of the groups, like where I work, there's individuals that they do this bi-yearly. And they were showing me the pamphlets. Like you can get like a, I'm going to get, I'm going to hunt for this animal, this animal, this animal, and this package. <clears throat> but the resort where they stay, it's like... They stay in mansions. Well, I mean, it, it wasn't like that where I stayed. But oh. <laughs> but who I went with didn't hunt anything exotic, Oh, which was good because there's a, lo- a lot of that over yeah. there. But, yeah. Mom, do you hunt? I don't know why I feel like you're good with a rifle. Uh, Mom's a vegetarian. She's a vegetarian. <laughs> oh, my wife is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Since 96, yeah. Are you good with a rifle anyway? No. <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't. No, 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 no. Hmm. That wouldn't work for me. Okay. Oh, well. Would you go back? Uh-huh, I'd love to go back. How's yeah, that? it's amazing. Like, they have um, baboons that are on the side of the road, like, groups of them. Like, we would see, With like, their asses out? Yeah. Throwing shit? Yeah. <laughs> no, they weren't. It was really cool. I mean, like, you would see, like, cows on the side of the road. Yeah. Yeah, and I saw zebras and, like, giraffes. Giraffes wow. are so majestic. They're amazing. Yeah, it was hmm. so cool. You learned a lot of cool things. Did you have to get malaria shots? I did not. So they don't have that over there, huh? Um, well, we were there when they were just coming out of winter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you step out, please? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think you were a germaphobe. No, I'm, are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm not at all. <laughs> Angel's trying to get his wife to piss on him. <laughs> He's yeah. not a germaphobe. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, ew. I'm like, well... I can't knock it till you try it. That's Kiki. <laughs> You're trying to get his part to kiss. What? I'm just trying to get his wife to piss. She won't even kick me in the balls. Isn't that weird? Well, why would I'm you want kidding. her to do that? <laughs> just totally kidding. <laughs> Dude, I saw a video somebody sent me of a guy Probably me. On, the <laughs> on the ground with his legs out. And he was in underwear, and this lady with high heels yeah. was straight football kicking him, mm-hmm. and he this guy was getting off on I it. Think I, I think I sent it to I think you did send it to me, <laughs> actually. I mean, it was sent to me, and I'm like, well, I got to share. Like, but I'm thinking, you've got to rupture something at this point, right? Like, that can't be safe, regardless if it gets you off or not. That cannot be safe. Is that really the first thought that came to your mind? Is this this safe? <laughs> actually, this safe? <laughs> actually, yeah, it was. <laughs> I was, was I was more of a what can I do to not make yeah. it hurt me. So where do I, <laughs> where's this chick live? <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, because if she has hair on her feet, I don't want her to kick me. <laughs> yeah, right? I might get tangled. <laughs> anyway, you want to get out of here? Yeah, I think you we guys can have wrap any, any plans tonight, today? Yeah, what are you going to do? We're going to go to Costco. Oh. <laughs> hey. He ballers. Oh, where are you going to go? Well, Costco. The one in Bountiful? Uh-huh. Yes? Yes. Okay. I need. Yes. I finally found somebody. I need a jar. Shout out to Hav. He's got me into this. Wait, 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 wait. Is it the biscottis? The the. Go ahead. What Wait is biscottis? Go ahead. What's a biscotti, though? Like it's like a like a sweet bread, but they're just like that big. No. You mean a wiener in a blanket? No, a pig- no. Blanket? no, they're like pickled carrots. What do you want anyway? Oh, okay. <laughs> See, those are good. Shout out episode twenty is still my yeah. favorite. Just saying. What do we say? Uh, that's when uh, mama, mama. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> My favorite. I need a jar of those pickled asparagus. Okay. Okay. We'll follow you and I'll sit outside. Or we'll go with you, all right? Well, you can come in. You can come what in. What are you turning your head for? Oh, you're fucking disgusting, dude. You know what? I'll <laughs> I'll go buy a jar. Because you can only get them in the small jars. But those baby corns that come in pickled, mm-hmm. I'll eat a whole jar in one yeah. sitting. You're fucking gross. Um, olives. And you could pickle dog shit, and I would eat it. <laughs> yeah, everything is better when it's pickled. I should have known you that like when pickled? you were a child. Pickled you would have eaten better. Pickled eggs. You guys kiss after you eat pickle? No, she won't kiss me. She'll tell me to brush my teeth. That's disgusting, dude. You want us to get your, you some pickled asparagus for no pickles, your wife? No pickles, no <laughs> so olives So when she pees me. on you? <laughs> no pickles, no olives. I can't stand it. Yeah, but he eats sushi. Do you guys eat sushi? I don't like the seaweed. God though. awful, right? You the can seaweed? have it. You can with have rice it with paper. That. With rice paper, it's good, yeah. and the fish soy has paper. to be cooked. That's yeah. my my wife eats it with soy paper. That's the only yeah. way she eats. I can't the, eat the. I'll eat a pickle. You eat sushi with me. Let's do it. I've only I've tried the sushi. Have you tried it with rice paper though? I've tried everything. Yeah, everything as far as sushi, I can't get over that salt water. We'd be the same taste. for me. I can't, I can't get over that. the dog shit taste <laughs> that I'm gonna put in a pickle. Well. On that note. <laughs> anyway, well, thank you, ladies, for doing um, this. Thanks oh. for having us. If if anybody's interested in yeah, go ahead. Uh, media and readings, how can they get a hold of you? So um, they can call me on my phone or my email. Maybe you mm. put your email on the on the yeah we can stick your email that'd be great on the link yeah that would be great I've always wanted to say link in the bio nice (laughs) (laughs) go brother you're growing up yeah you don't want to throw your number here yeah Yeah. you don't no I I, you saw the pause you saw the pause right somebody from Japan is trying to go you 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 enjoy dick pics because you're gonna get a lot of them (laughs) (laughs) so you can contact me on my email yeah And again, I, I can do readings in person or over the phone. So, the, you know, distance is, is irrelevant. What's but your email? Is that, are we, is that safe to throw out there? Yeah. It's Dana Gelber at Yahoo.com. It's D A N A. Yahoo G-E-L-B-E-L. Yahoo's still around? Oh, yeah, brother. Really? Mm-hmm. Of course it is. I met my wife on Yahoo Personals. Yeah, I know you did. She's she's my fave. Mine is Hotmail and it's, still, it's gone now. It's See, it, I it's, have a it's, Hotmail. It's uh, Gmail. No. Really? It's a. Uh, don't matter. Terrible podcast. Anyway, thank you so much <laughs> for you. being here, ladies. We had appreciate fun. you. Did you like it? Is it weird? No, Was I it loved weird? it. No, I loved it. it Are awesome. you going to listen to it? No, no this, this episode. episode. Of course. Yeah, wait till you hear your voice. <laughs> I know I have a nice voice. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, thank you. So thank you, Brindy, for being here. <laughs> anyway, that's the show, guys. 
Until next time, take care of yourselves out there, and we'll see you on the other side of the beehive. Goodbye.